Welcome to Coffee with the Doc, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor with over 30 years experience helping people just like you with natural, holistic health care and lifestyle change. Dr. Schaefer is the creator of The Vibrant Lifestyle, a wellness program designed around six fundamental principles that when applied to your life will result in remarkable changes. Again, welcome to Coffee with the Doc, and here's Dr. Schaefer. Today I'm going to be covering the basics of proper nutrition. And I emphasize basics because for the most part, most of us improving our nutrition isn't rocket science. As a matter of fact, most of the time, making a few simple changes will greatly improve our diet. There's plenty I can talk about on the topic of nutrition. And indeed, I'll be covering a lot of different topics in depth in this area of nutrition in future podcasts. But for today, we're going to take some baby steps and basically clean up what we've been eating. If you missed my introductory podcast, I talked about the top 10 health conditions our nation suffers from. Heart disease, circulatory disease, respiratory conditions, musculoskeletal disorders, which include degenerative joint disease, cancer and tumors, endocrine disorders, which includes diabetes, nervous system problems, mental illness, obesity. Improper nutrition is the root cause of almost all of those top 10 health conditions. While there are six core principles to my Vibrant Lifestyle program, I've listed proper exercise and proper nutrition first. A lot can be accomplished if we get moving and start eating better. Unfortunately for most folks, they only concentrate on those two things when trying to attain better health. And as I explained in my overview episode number one, all six principles are important. A good exercise to prove my point about proper nutrition not being rocket science will simply write down everything you eat and drink for a week. I can almost bet that when you look at that list without a degree in nutrition, you can see a number of foods that shouldn't be there and probably some that you know are missing. As I mentioned previously, proper nutrition is about quality and quantity. Eat good food and in the correct amounts. That's a simple summary, isn't it? It's safe to assume that not all foods are created equal. Some foods will help you attain a higher level of health, while other foods contribute to sickness and disease. Let's dig into that a little bit and see if we can determine a good starting point for quality and quantity. Well, there's many paths that we could take to make improvements in our nutrition, some of which which can get very detailed. If you listen to the health food ads and hear about any of the nutritional research studies that are out there, it's a wonder that most Americans are confused about what foods to eat to stay healthy. So for the sake of this conversation, we're going to keep it simple. Basically clean it up and give you an understanding of why certain changes are necessary for better health. And there's something I want to keep in mind. Eating right and proper nutrition is not about losing weight. Let me repeat that. Eating right and getting proper nutrition is not about losing weight. My focus is about helping you to get healthy. And by the way, you will probably lose some weight in the process. Additionally, you'll see a whole handful of conditions that you might be suffering with, some problems that you might have that'll start improving. Let's start off with this. God put food here for all of us to enjoy. And to prove my point, he gave us taste buds for that very reason. Think about it. If we didn't have taste buds on our tongue, we probably wouldn't have very many overweight people. And look at all the variety of tasty foods that God put out there for us to enjoy and to stay healthy. It's quite amazing. 
In my Vibrant Lifestyle Report, I broke down the percentage of food groups that we should be consuming. Let's take a quick review. 45 to 55 percent carbohydrates, 15 to 25 percent proteins, 20 to 25 percent fats. Well, recently I was reading a book entitled The Daniel Plan, one which I highly recommend for you to pick up a copy of. It laid out a similar percentages, but categorized them more towards the food groups associated with each of my percentages. Let me give you their breakdown. 50% non-starchy vegetables, 25% healthy animal or vegetable protein, and 25% healthy starch or whole grains. That's roughly the same percentages that I had, that I had mentioned in my Vibrant Lifestyle Report. It just presents them a little differently, probably a little bit easier to understand. If you completed the little exercise I mentioned previously about writing everything down that you eat and drink for a week, I saw some concerns when I did this, and here's what I saw in my own list. You know, I skip some meals every once in a while. That's not a very good thing. I had a lot of packaged granola, nut bars, you know, health bars in there. Not so great either. There was lots of pasta meals, not enough fresh fruits and vegetables, and I really had way too many late night unhealthy snacks. And I know better than this. So my list didn't look very good either. So as we work through this vibrant lifestyle program, I'm working through it with you. I'm gonna walk my talk, if you will. What are some good rules uh, that are easy to follow? Although we'll have to plan a little bit differently and certainly to shop a little differently. The Daniel Plan explains it like this. Whole foods versus fake food. And I kind of liked their approach. Whole food is fresh, unprocessed, prepared by you or another human being. Whole fruit, whole vegetables, nuts, grains, eggs, a chicken, a lean, fresh meat, healthy cooking oils. Well, here's a good way to look at it, one that is more motivational as well. Real food kind of improves our overall health. Fake food diminishes your health and the health of your family. I've heard it said that eating and cooking healthy takes more time and is more expensive. Initially, while you're learning something new, it may take a little bit more time in preparing it and shopping for this new diet of yours. But once you get used to it, I don't think it will take any more time. As far as the cost goes, you may spend a little bit more for healthier, maybe organic type foods, but that's really uh, debatable also. But even if you did spend a little bit more, that is, isn't your health worth it? I have a sign in my office that good health is not an expense, it's an investment. Remember that trillion dollars that our country is spending to treat those top 10 health conditions? Being unhealthy really is costly. It could cost you an awful lot. So you and your family are worth it, even if it does cost just a little bit more. Let me break down those percentages uh, in explained in the uh, Daniel plan. Take a little bit of a look at what our plate will look like, what some of the snacks we might have, and what some of the beverages that we can consume that fit into a healthy diet for you and I. So let's take a look at this. What would that meal look like? What would our plate look like? Remember we had 50% 
non-starchy vegetable so that can be a whole bunch of different things broccoli cauliflower kale spinach green beans zucchini collard greens and there's a long list of other non-starchy vegetables that could fit into that category simply google that non-starchy healthy vegetables that's 50 percent that's half of what we're going to be eating all right we jump over to protein what are some good healthy protein choices chicken eggs beef if it's uh, free-ranged grass uh, healthy and we'll talk about that in just a moment venison turkey salmon halibut nuts and seeds so there's both plant and animal protein sources and then 25 percent starch or grains this can be sweet potatoes beets black or brown rice carrots corn winter squash and again the list is a little bit longer and then we have snacks because uh, I like to have a little bit of something and maybe I'm watching a little bit of TV or a movie with my wife or something uh, apple slices are great black and blueberries are, are very good plums nectarine peaches raspberries a whole variety of, of what we call low glycemic snacks this low glycemic certain foods are easily converted into sugar within our body quickly elevating the glucose level and blood sugar level that we might have and having high blood sugar levels is not good on our overall system our pancreas our nervous system all don't respond well to spikes in our blood sugar so we want to stay away from high glycemic and go with low glycemic in other words we process those sugars that are in those fruits much more easily and much more slowly so I'm just giving you a small sampling of foods in each of those categories and remember fresh 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 is best all right now if you probably uh, ascertained at this point this is not what we would call a low carbohydrate diet most fruits and vegetables are carbohydrates. Car carbohydrates are necessary for our body. We uh, get energy from carbohydrates. It is a given that not all foods are created equal, and that is our problem. We don't eat enough good quality foods, and we eat too many poor quality foods. So today we're trying to tip the scales, if you will, you know, tip them over to have more high quality foods and less poor quality foods we're trying to clean it up get things going in the right direction so the biggest portion of our diet is that non-starch vegetables that's 50 percent so what you don't want in the name of carbohydrates and i mentioned this is not a low carbohydrate diet we don't want a bunch of poor choices such as crackers and cookies pasta cake candy cereal donuts breads and a number of other snacks let's jump into proteins just as carbohydrates are not created equal proteins are not created equal as well we should have good quality protein at every meal protein is is needed for a whole bunch of biologic functions within the body when it comes to cell reproduction hormone production cell repair all kinds of things utilize protein so it's an important concept and it's an important component of what we need in our body we can get protein from both animal and plant sources there's quite a debate these days about animal sources for protein and I guess there's a debate about a lot of things nowadays but that's a topic for another day but protein from animal sources should be organic free-ranged grass-fed types of types of, of, of animals and ones that were raised humanely uh, this can include uh, chicken turkey beef venison bison 
Smaller fish that are, are caught and shellfish are also good sources for protein. Eggs are another great source of protein. We have our own chickens in our backyard. Actually, at one point we had about two dozen chickens, which was a little too many. We were getting two dozen eggs a day. What do you do with two dozen eggs a day? Well, we gave a lot of them away. Uh, you may think, well, it's not possible to have chickens where I live. But I've read a number of articles recently about folks having chickens that lived in a city. So if they can do it, you can probably do it too, although there may be some restrictions, uh, deed restrictions or uh, community restrictions that stop you from doing that. But it only takes really a couple of chickens to supply you with all the eggs that you're going to need. Most breeds uh, will lay an egg per day. So uh, two or three chickens will give you plenty of eggs for you and your family. To, uh, to have some great healthy eggs. We have them because we know they're, they're free range. We know the quality of food that we give them. We get some of the best tasting eggs uh, and you'll certainly love it if you have your own chickens. But there's some plant sources for protein also. Some of the nuts, seeds, lentils, soy, beans, legumes are, legumes are also uh, uh, healthy sources of protein for coming from plant sources. We'll keep the supply of low glycemic fruits around for snacking. Hard-boiled eggs are also a good snack. Some of the different jerkies uh, from different beef products and meat products are, are also uh, available. And, and again, there's another thing that you can make your own jerky, kind of make it uh, fun for the family. But seeds and nuts are also uh, good snacks. Dried figs, dates, hummus is a great one. And, and here's one that might surprise you, dark chocolate. Yeah, 70% or above of dark chocolate is is a great snack and actually there's some research that shows that the dark chocolate is rather healthy for you. So those are just a few snack items that you can utilize. Well that's a quick uh, look at a boatload of choices for quality food and again the selection list is much larger. 50% non-starchy vegetables, 25% healthy animal or vegetable protein, 25% starch or whole grains. This all again comes from the Daniel plan. I like the way they laid it out. It makes it a lot simpler than trying to figure out what's a carbohydrate, what's a fat, when we can kind of just pick those choices. We can have lists in each one of those particular categories. When you go shopping, you just go right down the list, pick this, 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 and out. You can look at different recipes that include these things. We're going to get into some of the different recipes as we continue on with Coffee with a Doc. Some future podcasts, we're going to give you some recipes. We're going to give you some resources to get those where we'll have them posted. You can go on and just download them. Some, some tasty recipes. But that uh, presentation there gives you a good balanced diet, high fiber, nutritious meals uh, to give your body what it needs. Uh, what might be on your typical meal and food list that we originally presented when you write them all down for a week. What might be on there that you really need to stay away from? Well, that list is probably long, and, and I know I had some on that list that it needed to stay away from. And the key ingredients were sugar and wheat, as well as some of the preservatives that are in processed and packaged foods. Here's a few statistics that just blew me away, or certainly this one did. The average American consumes 150 pounds of sugar a year. 150 pounds of sugar per year. That is incredible. So when we read the labels of different things, uh, it probably won't say sugar. 
but there are some names on those things that they kind of hide sugar under, so to speak. High fructose corn syrup is one of those names. Dextrose is another one. Maple syrup is another one. Brown rice syrup, brown sugar, coconut sugar, evaporated or dehydrated cane juice. That sounds interesting. Molasses, palm sugar, dextrose, fructose, glucose, lactose, maltose, all kinds of different names for sugar. Too much sugar is a major cause of disease in our country and major contributor to those top 10 health conditions that I keep coming back to. But there are some others on that list as well. White flour, white rice, white bread, white pastas. Think about those whites, if you will, that are in your diet. I know there were a bunch of them in my diet. Gluten is another big problem for many of us. It comes from wheat. Now you might be thinking, gee, I thought wheat was good for you. Well, the problem with wheat is how it's been processed and how it's been grown in our country. It's been altered over the years. We're going to have an entire podcast uh, devoted to gluten-free diet in the future, and we'll go into much greater detail of why this is such a problem for so many of us that we need to think about a gluten-free diet. A lot of times uh, I'll get young children that come into uh, my chiropractic practice that have issues with ear infections. One of the top contributors is dairy products. In other words, some food sensitivity to dairy products. So I'll explain to a parent, why don't you take your child off of whole milk and milk products and dairy products for, let's say, two months. Well, they're not going to necessarily be hurt from a nutritional standpoint for a two-month restriction on milk and dairy products when we can get the necessary nutrients from other sources. But I do it as kind of an experiment for them to see that um, their child responds to that, that they have a food sensitivity problem with dairy products. Same thing can occur with gluten. A lot of you probably have gluten issues and you don't even realize it. So it's real important to get off of gluten for a given period of time. You'll start to feel better. But we're going to devote an entire podcast to that you know, coming up uh, in the near future. So we want to stay away from sugar, white flour, uh, and white breads and pastas. What about vitamin supplementation? Well, I believe that there is a place for a good quality, strong, multiple vitamin in our diet. Even our best efforts, we, we may fall a little bit short in getting all the nutrients that, that we need. There's a list of uh, top brands that typical chiropractors use in their practice. I even, I even recommend uh, some of the ones from the uh, essential oil company, Duterra. They have a vitamin line that, that I personally use. But there's a number of brands out there for a good, strong, multiple vitamin. I've covered what your basic meal should look like and some of the do's and don'ts. What about beverages? You know, I think this is a, a big area for a lot of us in the beverages that we consume. Water is probably the best. Uh, I do this with every meal. I put some lemon in that. But some of the green teas are, are also very important. But for as far as beverages go, watch out for sugars, caffeine, and alcohol in your beverages. And also stay away from artificial sweeteners. That's right, artificial sweeteners. They're trying to substitute something in the place of sugar to give it a sweet taste, but many artificial sweeteners are very toxic to your overall body. So stay away from artificial sweeteners. One thing I mentioned in my Vibrant Lifestyle report is the importance of uh, good fats versus bad fats in our diet. 
our body does need fat. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to restrict all fat, that's not a good thing. We do need certain fats in our diet for our body to be healthy. Some of those include the omega-3 fats, uh, coconut butter, and extra virgin olive oil are good sources for some of those. There's a lot of foods that have the omega-3 fats in it, and I would cook with those latter two, the uh, coconut and extra virgin olive oil. Bad fats, ones that we need to stay away from, are those trans fats and polyunsaturated fats that come from things like our vegetable oil, corn oil, canola oil. Uh, these are inflammatory. They're, they're in that inflammatory food group, and they cause a great deal of harm to our body. Again, I'm going to have an entire podcast devoted to inflammatory foods and give you the details of what they do to our body and give you a whole long list of inflammatory foods to stay away from. I started off talking about whole foods, uh, fresh fruits and vegetables, fresh meats prepared by you. Some of you were probably thinking, man, that seems like uh, an awful lot of work. Well, compared to having to read all of the labels of packaged food and processed food, uh, packaged food and processed food has a lot of preservatives in it also that, that have to increase the shelf life. So preservatives are not good for you. So if your goal is really to, to be healthy, eating fresh vegetables, fresh fruits and meats cooked by you is the very best way. And it actually takes less time than having to go through all the labels when you're in there shopping. Just simply get fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, fresh meats. So my goal today is to help you kind of clean up your diet. Better quality, which I think we've accomplished a good explanation of what better quality would be. Quality whole foods prepared by you or someone else, not packaged or processed. Stick to water whenever possible when you're consuming uh, beverages and take a multiple vitamin. But how much should you eat? Eat mildly or moderately. When you start to feel full or you kind of know, eh, I'm right on the verge of feeling full, that's when you stop eating. But the other side of that is not very healthy either, and that's to starve yourself. So do not starve yourself. Eating regularly helps you to maintain your metabolic level. Dieting or drastically reducing how much you're eating actually slows down your metabolism. In other words, when your metabolism slows down, you're burning fewer calories. This is why I don't recommend dieting. And it's the reason that when you come off your diet, you gain your weight back. Your body senses that oh, we're starting to eat regularly again, I better store up for the next diet. So it puts a lot of weight back on. So stay away from larger meals is a good idea, especially later at night. I kind of eat a, a light breakfast. Then I have a small mid-morning snack. I have a light to moderate lunch in the kind of lunchtime hour. And maybe a, a mid-afternoon light snack. And then I have a light dinner and maybe a light snack in the evening, certainly not every night. And all within the guidelines of what I've been talking about here, and that's the healthy food groups for all of those. Regular small meals kind of helps keep your metabolism up, keeps you burning fat and burning calories. Well, there you have it. Uh, we've kind of cleaned up your diet, your, your eating better and eating the correct amounts. Uh, that's a good basic understanding of proper nutrition, what proper nutrition looks like, which is a good starting point for, for you and I. In future podcasts, we're going to build on this. We're going to go into much greater detail and 
topics like uh, vegan diet, gluten-free diets, anti-inflammatory diets, label reading, shopping tips on how to actually go through, and, and a whole lot more in the area of nutrition. Next week, we're going to continue with principle number three, which is proper rest. And this is in my uh, Vibrant Lifestyle report. But I hope uh, that you'll tune in. I hope you'll tell others about Coffee with the Doc. If you have questions or comments, I can be reached through my website, www.drglennshaper.com. Well, until next week, uh, thanks for tuning in.